0: Test test one, two, three. Test test one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is episode 36. Um, I have a lot planned for today as I do with every episode, but I feel like today I'm exhausted. Yesterday I took a nap at four o'clock thinking I was going to wake up, film my podcast, woke up at one in the morning and I made a salad and then I ate it and then I totally knocked again and fell asleep. But today was, I've kind of been thinking about all day is just future-based, but also like where do you see yourself in a couple of years, which is kind of a hard question to ask. But the question I asked on my Instagram, which by the way, you should follow. Um, I'm trying to get some of my podcast episodes sponsored and get sponsors. So if I get more listeners, then I get sponsors, and then I get paid for what I'm doing, and I can create a bunch of more content that's higher quality I'm thinking about buying um some more um equipment for for better audio and just everything all together so the more listeners I get the more possible that is but um I asked on Instagram where do you feel safest and the number one answer I got was my bedroom here I could I I have them Screenshotted, which I can read them, but obviously they're anonymous, so I would never really, like, say who it is. So it says, My bedroom, in the comfort of people who, sh- who support me, with my friends and family, nowhere. My room, in my bed, any place where I can feel like myself. Um, and even, you know, in the midst of me writing a screenplay and trying to, you know... make make a piece of artwork or media that can reconstruct my life in a way where I don't see it as something horrible or I don't see it as something overly emotional that I can't watch again and I'm trying to make the film more about my emotional stability and where I was in that point and try to you know fulfill my artist's like vision as much as I can but without making it too overwhelming to the point of like this is too artsy this is too whatever and the more and more that I've been writing it the more and more I'm being honest with myself and I think about college and I'm so happy to leave here and I feel like most people are excited to leave but I feel like most of the time, like, it's a very hard thing to leave our home and where we've grown up and, you know, our family, if you have, if you're close with your family like that and, you know, not to differentiate myself from everyone else, but I, I think about leaving and never coming back because I just can't think of myself living here ever again or being around the type of people and the environment and, you know, not that they're bad people or not that they're, you know, it's just not that they're bad people, but I can never truly see myself being here ever again. And I think it's mostly due to the fact of growing up and the whole, the whole movie is more about breaking past your fears. Like, it It goes in an order, and if you know movies and how they work, there's a circle, and there's like twelve steps it's called the hero's journey if if you know what that is but first you established first you you know establish a main character or the main you know story you're going to focus on and the emotions of it and the progressg and the progression and everything first, you establish you know a struggle or what hurt the character or you know what the movie is going to be about moving past from and, you know, how you're going to come out on the other side. And it's a circle because most of the time the character ends up right back where they started in a sense. And I, I, I've i been writing and I'm establishing what's hurt me. And, you know, it's easy just to say, like, the kids at school sucked and my me and my parents are really different people. I'm very different from my parents. My parents are amazing people, but... I think very differently than them and I envision my life very differently than they do and that's a hard thing growing up because you know you're you're being told to do one thing and you're thinking the either the complete opposite or just something that you don't particularly um, agree with and you can't really say anything because you're a kid and you don't want to you know disobey your parents as much as you probably do you can't You can't do what you're not... You can't... What the fuck? I know my Bluetooth did not just fucking go off in the middle of the episode. That's... I am so sorry I'm turning that off. Um. But anyway... Um, You know, you're being told to do one thing. And... Speaking for myself, I completely disagreed with what my parents were telling me what to do. Which I think every kid or everyone listening can relate to, you know whether your parents or a gardener just an authority figure you don't want to listen and you know that. not that that's something you know unique or anything but I think growing up I feel like a lot of the kids around me just you know thought that art was my hobby or art was something that I did on the side or I enjoyed doing in my free time but not something I'd actually want to pursue and you know being a five six seven year old kid you're not thinking about careers but I was and I was like I'm gonna be an artist one day I'm gonna be just like my mom but but different like my mom's a graphic designer and I not that I see down upon that I just I I looked at my future and I saw myself being known for my art and doing something really big with it and that has not changed about myself at all. And it's only grown from that little kid. And kind of being mocked or laughed at for it made me a very fearful kid, but it also made me a really angry kid. Because, you know, at first, you know, I didn't like what they were saying to me and it made me feel like shit and it made me feel sad. And I didn't want to tell anyone what I thought or what I felt anymore because. They're going to make fun of me. And, you know, the older and older I grew, when I came to like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I still wanted to be an artist. And I still wanted to go to art school. And the older that you get, the more career your idealism idealism changes, you know, about your future. Like, I'm going to be an adult in a couple of years. What do I want to do? You start getting a general idea and mine hadn't changed at all. So, you know, it varies when you tell people that you want to be an artist and you want to, you know, do what you want to do. And sometimes you get a really, really good answer and other times people laugh at you. And when I was in middle school, I just remember kids making fun of me for it. Like, you're never going to be able to do this. Like, you need, you need to think of what you actually want to do. You, you can't just, like, do this. Like, I felt like all my friends, not only my friends, but specific family members didn't really have a lot of faith in me when it came to my career. And both my parents always did. My parents, my sister have always supported me, which I'm grateful for. But, and I've said it before, at the end of the day, sometimes your parents support and Validation just isn't enough to fuel your ambition, which it should be, but truthfully, it's not because you're around your parents every day, so sometimes they just become a background character in these main people in your life. And I just remember going into high school, going into AP art, or even before that, and teachers telling me that my Not that my art wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough to do what I was saying I wanted to do. And it made me really angry. And not only did it make me angry, it made me want to give up. I mean, I didn't, obviously, but there's good things that came from it and there's bad things that came from it. Because I feel like as I'm writing this story, I feel like most of my anger comes from fear and not that not that's like not that that's some revolutionary revelation but I feel like I didn't really realize about I really didn't realize that about myself that I was fearful before I was angry and you know the characters and the story is based off of my life not obviously bit for bit but a lot of it is based off of circumstances that have happened in my life and why I do the things that I do. And I feel like I I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but it's hard to visualize when I'm not there in front of you really painting a picture for you because you're just listening. I'm not on a camera, but I feel like I feel like I was safest whenever I was creating and it didn't matter where it was like I don't have... This sounds sad, but I don't really have a safe space or a safe place to go to when I feel like I need to get away from everything. And it sounds dark, but it makes me adventurous and it makes me want to yearn for that safe place. And maybe I'll never find it, but at least I spent my life, you know, going on adventures and trying new things all the time and not being stagnant because I think that's my main fear in life and I think that's has been my main fear in my life for forever was being in one place for the rest of my life I can never imagine you know living where I am right now as an adult I can never imagine myself with children I can never imagine myself being married to someone and I talk about all of this in my movie and I feel like the older and older I've gotten I've never envisioned myself with a husband or married to someone or with children and anytime I bring it up to anyone the only thing anyone has to say to me is well that can change in five years and five years just keep going by and I just never you know change my mind and it kind of sucks because you know my mom wants me to have kids and not that she's, like, shoving in my face, like, you have to have kids, but I think it would be really nice for her, you know, to have grandkids and have her child have children, but I don't know, I'm 17, but I just really do never, I never envision myself having a family other than the one I have right now, and it's been something that I struggle with because I never really think of the other option, like, well, maybe I do want kids, it's just something my mind, it has kind of bolted in. Like I just never want them. And I, I, then I think about it deeper and I try not to psychoanalyze myself because then I, not only do I spiral, you know, but you know, it puts me in a negative place, but I feel like what's best for me is to talk about it because then it can help me through other mediums in my life can help me with, you know, illustration, writing, film, everything. And to talk about it is really what helps me most. Because sometimes when you're writing, it's kind of hard to think of those thoughts if you're not saying them out loud. Because they're there, you just don't know how to get them out. Um, but yeah. I, I you know, I can give you guys like a short, brief playover of like what, what it's going to be about. Um, I feel like, and one of the lines I wrote in the movie was... I feel like my life is just a mess of memories that don't really fit together. And I've been spending the past year and a half trying to put them together, but I feel stuck. I've never really felt stuck in my life. And I'm trying to find a way to learn from it and take something out of it. And I feel like I have, in a sense, but it's something I've really been struggling with because not that I feel like I'm doing the same thing every single day, but I just, I don't know what I want out of life and why I want it. And on paper, what I think I want is I think I want to share my, my struggle with people. And take the parts that I've learned out of it and make it into something positive and give that to people and and do it through an art form and that's writing drawing, illustration movies, any medium of art even if that's what I'm doing right now just talking about it with people or in front of a bunch of people it's genuinely the only thing that gets these feelings out of me. It's very hard for me. And I know I sound very articulate and I sound very well well put together, which those are qualities that I consider, you know, myself. But when it comes to relationships, they get very messy for me. And they've been that way my entire life. And I, that's where I feel stuck. And I'm trying to put them together and put these memories together which what of what I think is why I act the way that I act and I feel the way that I feel and I always end up either at a dead end or just not knowing and the movie the the script and the screenplay is called the bitter taste of black coffee and I think by the end of the story I'm going to end up exactly right where I was you know not a drug addict, obviously, or in a bad place, but I just think my life continues to move in a cycle and that's what's making me feel stuck and, you know, it's the bitter truth of maybe you don't know why you do the things that you do and maybe there really just isn't a clear answer or the answer that you want, truthfully, of why you are the way that you are because I'm very half and half about life I, I feel like half of it is free will and everything you're just you know on ice and everything is just moving around and if things clash it's just sheer coincidence and on the other hand I think that everything happens for a reason and that somebody you know not God but maybe I don't know someone is or a higher power is putting these things in place so they clash and they're meant to happen and everything happens for a reason and I feel like I'm very half and half when it comes to that and it's been very hard for me because of that because it could just be you know a bunch of these bad things happened because they happened and it, you know either wasn't my fault another person's fault it just happened and it's over and there's no reason for why it happened but I'm happy it's over and then there's the other hand of all those things, all those bad things happened at the age that it did. So you'd be where you are right now and be as successful as you are at 17 years old. And it's been very challenging to try to understand some of the circumstances that I dealt with as a kid. Because on some level, did I deserve to go through addiction at su- such a young age and, you know, be with people that shouldn't have been around, make some really bad decisions, treat my family like shit, ruin my household, more or less. Ruin my relationship with my parents, not ruined, but really hurt the relationship with my parents that I'd built so long to try to at least make sustainable and then i think about it on the other hand of all those things happened because of where you are right now that you wouldn't be here right now sober healthy clear-headed successful ambitious you wouldn't be here without that struggle and i'd like to think it was what i just said that those things happen for a reason and i wouldn't be here without them and i was that those things were meant to happen. I'd like to think that it was meant to happen and not, it was just some awful coincidence that I happened to go through those things and I'm just lucky that I got out of it. I'd like to think that, you know, put the work ethic and put the work that I did away and I could have worked for that for years and never have gotten out of it. But I did in... Six months, I got out of it, which I don't think a lot of addicts or people who have issues with substances and drugs can say. And, you know, it's easy to just say like, "Cat, just be proud of yourself. You worked hard for it and you got over it. But I really think about it and I'm so eternally grateful that it happened at the timing that it did. And I don't think if it happened at any other time, I'd be here right now. Which is absolutely crazy to think about Like the day That I got sober I started working at a job And that job kept me sober Because I was working every single day And I was making sure that I was Spending most of my time Not doing stupid shit And that kept me Sober through The time period where You know I probably would have Fucked up if I wasn't working And I started learning Spanish, and that gave me something to do. And a couple of months later, I remember being super excited to go to a concert with my friend and had this really, really weird feeling that something bad was going to happen. Not, like, dangerous, but I just knew that. I just got this eerie feeling. And... I started, not, you know, this sounds stupid, but I started getting signs, like times and numbers, and I'd never really experienced that before. And as soon as that person was out of my life, it was the most clarity that I've ever felt in my entire life. Ever. I, I was so clear-headed. I was not angry or feeling resentful and if all these things happened at perfect times, then there has to be some reason where I am where I am. There has to be some reason of why I am where I am right now. And I don't know. I just wanted to say that because it's honestly, it freaks me out sometimes, the timing of things. But um, I just have been writing a lot about, you know, how my relationships have gone and, you know, conversations with my therapists that I haven't even told my parents yet or haven't even told my parents in general and, I don't know it's just been weird to talk about um, or just write about in general because, like, I feel like I've pushed down a lot of those conversations that I've had with my therapist and I'm, I'm remembering them and writing them down and trying to not pick them apart, but try to, you know, understand them. And it's explained more about my character and more about my emotional self that than I could have figured out in my head or figured out without writing, writing it down. And I feel like most of... Most of the scenes that I've written out... um, My mom's, like, dancing in front of my car. I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah. My mom was fucking dancing in front of my car. And I got, like, so mad. And I was like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Most of the film is about my relationships and some of the really outrageous lengths that I've gone to make sure that I got out of them even though it was a healthy relationship and there was no toxicity to it at all but I was terrified and what I'm writing about right now is basically I... Was sitting on a bench with my friend. And I was basically explaining to her how I was feeling about my sobriety. And just telling her, like, I really thought I would feel different. But I don't. And I feel really horrible about it. Because I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. Or, or the reasons of why I'm even doing this. I've been counting down the days, like Christmas, for months. Months waiting for this day, you know, thinking that I was going to wake up and it was going to be like Christmas or like my birthday as a kid. And I woke up this morning and I didn't feel any worse. I didn't feel any better. I didn't feel anything. And it wasn't even a bad feeling or a good feeling. I just felt nothing. And I am, I'm questioning whether That's because I am letting people into my life. And that's a habit that I have. That I think it's, you know, not that it's other people's fault. It's just when I let people into my life, something goes wrong. Which, hypothetically, yes it does. But is that because of me or is that because of the other person? And that's what, you know, the hypothetical argument turned into. It was like, you know... Are you like the and the and my friend was like, Do you wanna tell me what's actually going on? Are you going to sit here and be upset? Like this is supposed to be a very important day and there's something wrong and you're playing it off like nothing's wrong. And you know, this is based off of things that happened but things that I'd wished had happened or I really had wished had happened. And this is the scenario of what I wish my, wish my friend had said to me and said, that empty feeling you're feeling is you being lonely. And it, this is like, I don't have the script in front of me. I'm not reading it, but maybe I actually do have it. I think I actually do. One second. One second. Okay, so I said says cat looks up at the you know I'm I'm on a beach at a bench and says cat looks up and stares at the waves in front of her and I it says articulate underneath my name says I've been counting down the days for this for the past year like Christmas for this day and now that I'm here I don't feel I feel nothing. I don't feel worse, I don't feel better. I look back on my life trying to put the pieces together and I'm stuck with a scrambled mess of distinct memories that don't fit into any higher purpose in the past year I've made the most progress that I have in my entire life and I did that without anyone's help I find the most peace when I'm alone and it says I look at the ground again my friend says today's supposed to be a milestone for you and you're here telling me about how upset, are you, how upset you are do you want to tell me what actually is going on and I said I don't, I'm not upset I'm just telling you how I feel and my friend says yes you're feeling upset you're upset because you're lonely that empty feeling you're feeling is loneliness you've spent the last year isolated and yes you found your peace but now you're protecting it it's absolutely exhausting to have hope for someone who will inevitably self-destruct if I don't say this to you you spent your whole life believing nobody in this world understands you and maybe in some sick way you like that because who could possibly understand the complexity of you You feel empty because you have nobody in your life that challenges you. Nobody inspires you except for yourself. I'm right here, open arms, waiting for you to trust me, but you're so scared of the slight possibility that I might hurt you. And yes, I might hurt you. Or you'll probably hurt me, but at least you'll have more complexity to your life other than your mind. So I'll ask you again, what's really going on? Or did I hit the nail right on the head? So, basically that scenario was my year of sobriety and I want to be very careful here because I'm still friends with this person and they're a very per- important person to me and this is a, a form of art and not how I actually feel. It is just a segment of how I wanted things to go and that is nothing against that person. Um. And then it cuts back to my therapist's office and said you know how did yesterday go meaning what I just said the day that I just said and me kind of being nonchalant and kind of guarded about it and being like yeah like it was fine like me and my friend talked like it was just like any other day and my therapist kind of challenging me and saying like you've been telling me about this day for years and I've been your therapist for years and I have seen you gone go through doing drugs and being an addict and you were finally a year sober and you're being a nonchalant about it and acting like you don't care and that means something happened and I I told her that everything was fine and that like, stop challenging me. Like, what do you want from me? And I'd basically told her, like, you know, what actually happened, which was me going up to my friend that day and saying that I think that we should take a break and I, I need time alone and I need time to grow. And that was my nice way of pushing away the person closest to me because I felt like something was going to happen or she was going to hurt me. And it kind of juxtap the juxtaposition is that deep down, what I want truly is for someone to challenge me and for someone to tell me how things are and you know get in my face sometimes and tell me like no you're wrong and this is why you're doing this and I feel like when my parents do that I shut down because I know they're right and I end up apologizing for whatever I did and actually talk about it but in none of my friendships no one has ever tried to understand me And if they do, they don't talk to me about it. And I feel like deep down I'm a very sensitive person. And I'm, you know, not that I yearn for someone to understand me. But the point of the first scene was, you know, you've lived your whole life thinking that no one understands you. And maybe you like that. I think a part of me really likes the fact that I'm different than a lot of people. And I think differently... I have a lot of big goals, and I'd like to think that not a lot of people understand me, and that lets me be alone. And that lets me not have many problems in my life anymore, not get into fights anymore. And if no one understands me, then no one can hurt me, is basically, you know, the segment there is like, if I don't get close to anyone, And if I don't let anybody understand me emotionally, then nobody can ever hurt me again. Because I've been hurt a lot of times in my life where, you know, I'm kind of vulnerable. And, you know, they either take advantage of that or they tell someone else. Or they tell someone something personal about myself. And, you know, betray me. And feel like every single time I get out of out of a friendship or relationship I become more guarded and more guarded and I don't tell anyone anything and I become super secretive and you know that's no one's fault but my own but it's an explanation of why I do some of the things that I do and I've become a very guarded person within the past 10 years of my life when I really didn't used to be at all I used to be very open and charismatic and energetic and I feel like I only see that sometimes out of myself now which is sad and I'm trying to get back to that youthful side of myself and it's it's hard because the only way you could do that is to be open and to be vulnerable and I feel like every time I let that side of me out someone takes advantage of it or someone hurts it and over the past year I have not only lost contact with every single friend that I had but I've completely cut them out of my life because the thought of them possibly ruining my progress scares the shit out of me and you know I'd rather be honest and say that you know here so other people could be understood and you know not that i don't have any friends but i don't really have any deep connections in my life anymore and it's caused me to become a very lonely person and you know not that i'm lonely is the wrong word to use but i've become a very closed off person which kind of sucks but i'm learning every day to slowly take steps to talk to new people and you know to get close to people I feel like I can give some really good advice and share my pain with other people and that kind of breaks down their personal wall and they are vulnerable with me and then you know I can really connect with people there but not a lot of people are open to that. And I need to understand that about people. That not everyone is going to tell me their life story after I tell them mine. Because I'm not ashamed of my life story. But when it comes to vulnerability and intimacy in a relationship with me, it is very, very hard to break my wall down. And, you know, that's what I've been writing about. And I feel like I'm a lot better than I was. But during the time that I was writing this script, and you know, the time, the time, you know, the time placement is months ago, but I feel like I'm still there mentally where I'm close with my sister, close with my mom, close with my dad. I have one close friend, but you know, when it comes to friends, it's very hard for me to get close and I have a lot of surface level friends and I you know hang out with people here and there but it is true that I I do like to spend most of my time alone but what I'm trying to understand is why you know what led me to be the kind of person I am today and you know I don't I don't want to take the easy route of you were bullied as a kid and you dealt with with drug issues and you dealt with neglection and you dealt with abandonment it's a lot deeper than that and it's a lot deeper for me to even try to unravel here or even within my own mind it's something that I kind of need to collaborate with another person or another writer with but the whole episode today is a safe is called a safe space to function and I feel like the only time I truly feel safe is when I'm by myself creating. And it's not always in the same place. I feel like it varies a lot. Like it could be at the beach one day. It could be at the gym one day. It could be I find myself as soon as I, I work out, I, I feel my blood pumping and I want to do stuff. And that makes me more creative. It gets my, my creative brain flowing. It's just I don't have one safe place, and I'm trying to figure out of why that is. Why why can't I settle and just you know stay somewhere? I always need to be on the move, or I always need to be somewhere else because when I'm when I'm when I'm still for too long, that gives someone the opportunity to you know quote unquote get me basically, and. I'm trying to understand where that comes from. I don't know if it's a genetic thing or it's all the things that I just listed, but I'd like to think there's more complexity to it than just I had a lot of bad shit happen to me when I was a kid. I don't know. But I feel like today was a good episode because... I like talking about this kind of stuff, but I, I feel like also can get repetitive with this podcast. So I feel like next episode, we're just going to have a QA and a session and we're just going to talk about random shit. Maybe I'll tell some stories, but don't forget to check out my website at catwisneski.com. That's www.katwisneski.com. com. There I have a Twitter at Kat Wisneski and I have the podcast twitter at bf podcast underscore i also have an instagram which is linked to the twitter blah blah blah. just check out my socials try to contribute and share as much as you can of the podcast every time you listen to the podcast repost it if you can please it really does help my my numbers go up when it comes to listeners and it helps me and it helps other people out because it gets out my message and my story and it's just a good thing all around if you repost but Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, t- thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Um, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye!